0: Quick promo break here in this episode. If you've been a fan of our podcast, you've probably already heard me, Tyler, one of your hosts, talk about the Naboso insoles. If you are ever wondering about, oh, what are insoles? How do they help my feet? Are they really useful? I got to tell you that I've been wearing these duo insoles for probably a year and a half now, and I think they're game changers. If you sit at a desk, if you are on your feet, So basically anybody for anybody in the world, they can really help with your health. If you ever have foot pain or if you have any type of issues with your feet, these can be a game changer for you. Hopefully you take my word on it. You head to the link in the description, you buy yourself a pair and you come back and you share it that, oh, I actually bought those insoles and they actually do work. You know, that'd be something that we'd love to hear, love to see, because that means that you're working on your health. That's it for the promo break. Let's get back to the episode and keep hearing about all the random things that Ron has to say. Welcome in on a rankings episode in the Movie Buffs podcast. My name is Tyler Valencia and I'm going to be going through my three favorite holiday movies. And this is 2023 edition. At the time of this recording, Uh, It's almost actually the end of January, basically is, and uh, work has been busy. Things come up and movie podcasting does not pay the bills, and so I haven't had a chance to put out this episode. It's one that I actually, I think I wrote it, the outline for it, at the end of December, if not the first week of 2024, and uh, each week uh, I've been thinking about coming back to it because already have the outline for it and I think it's a fun one to go through and it mixes up the instant reaction episodes that we have out there. But uh, I do want to say before we get into more of this episode, thank you for listening. There's a lot of movie podcasting episodes. Uh, options out there so always appreciate you taking the time to listen to the Movie buffs podcast whether it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or on YouTube. If you are listening on YouTube, make sure you smash that subscribe button as as that is a platform that we are continuing to grow in 2024. Let me give you now some of the caveats of this episode as I know there's going to be people listening to this and they're going to be expecting oh where is Christmas vacation? Where is Elf? Where is enter every popular Christmas movie. This is not one of those kinds of episodes. This is actually episodes. And this is why I'm saying that there's there's so many options for this. But these are holiday movies that are new to me this year. So of course, I watch Christmas Vacation already. I watched a bunch of other movies that I, I watch every, every single year, basically, because my wife is a fan of holiday movies. And so we watch them. Once that time hits, right after Thanksgiving, boom, time for a uh, a Christmas holiday movie. Now, expanding more on the specificity of this episode and in terms of what to expect from some of these movies, I do have to say that just because a movie isn't in this episode, it doesn't mean that I didn't watch it recently or I haven't seen it because there's also holiday movies that I watched the years prior and this is only the first year that I'm doing an episode like this so don't get upset that's why I'm mostly doing this don't get upset don't get butthurt if I don't say your favorite Christmas movie this is more of a what I watched and hopefully it gives you some ideas for next year once that time rolls around and you're looking for something to watch whether it's with the family friends or even on your own maybe this is give you a, uh, an idea to throw down on your, uh, movies to watch list and you'll just pop it up once that time comes. So I will also say that I definitely, I definitely watched some bad movies this last year and two just to name two. And I actually had this in a, my, my worst movie that I, my worst movie of 2023 was Xmas, and Oh my goodness. I, I felt like that was a lesson in how not to make a movie. Just the color correction. You could see people's skin tones changing from one scene to the next one. And it would just it would just be for no reason. It'd just be like, why is this person oompa loompa orange when that's not their normal color of skin? And why is everybody so saturated? And then all of a sudden, in the next frame, they're fine. It was just a really poorly made movie, in my opinion, that... Had money because I I know, I feel like it was BuzzFeed that was one of the producers on it. And I believe that's how my wife had heard about it. And she, she was the one that was pushing to watch it because I'm guessing she kept seeing articles and things that she was reading and they got her, they influenced her and we had to watch it. Another one that I thought was pretty boring was Candy Cane Lane. It was just too cheesy. And I mean, what is the last movie, good movie that Eddie Murphy made that was enjoyable to watch? Yes, I am interested to see the Beverly Hills Cop content that's coming out. I enjoyed those movies. I actually, watched one pretty recently. Just popped it on when I was busy doing something, and just hearing the music, the action—it's just fun. And Candy Kane Lane was far from it, in my opinion. And so, in this episode, getting to it, I don't want to make this too long. So, I'm going to get to the movies that I'm going to be talking about. And this one, and you can mark these down for whenever you have a chance to uh, bookmark them or just to make sure that you have them listed. And they're all three on different platforms that you might have them or you might get them seasonally. So there is The Feast of the Seven Fishes, which is on Netflix, Your Christmas or Mine, which is on Amazon Prime, and The Holdovers. Again, keep in mind, these are not the only holiday movies that I watched. And Of course, I watched Planes Trains, Automobiles. I watched uh, Christmas Vacation. I watched, uh, what is that, Noel on on Disney Plus. If you haven't seen that one, yes, it's actually pretty good. I'm going to start at the bottom of this, though. And this was actually a big disappointment for me last year. And I know that a lot of people were buzzing about this movie. And... Just because I have it on my list doesn't mean I think it was fantastic. I just think I was a little disappointed by it. This was The Holdovers. I saw The Holdovers the weekend that it came out in theaters, and I was greatly disappointed. I was actually just sitting there kind of hoping that it was going to end soon. And yes, it's in my top three holiday movies, but like I mentioned, I did watch a lot of bad movies. There were plenty more bad movies that I watched, and I had to fill this up with three movies. I didn't want to be just two favorite holiday movies. This was another one of those Alexander Payne and Paul Giamatti team-ups, if you watch Sideways. And this is where Ron makes fun of me that I was just expecting another Sideways. (laughs) But if you've seen Sideways, it's a cult classic movie. And it's, again, not a movie that's for everybody. This one, had good tones of it and it had a good story. It was just so drawn out. And in my opinion, I walked out thinking, we should have just waited for this to come out. And it came out literally two weeks later, if not a week and a half later, on Peacock for watching, which was kind of funny. But let me give you the IMDb storyline. Nobody likes teacher Paul Hunnam, that's Giamatti, not his students, not his fellow faculty, not the headmaster, who all find his pomposity and rigidity is exasperating. With no family and nowhere to go over Christmas holiday 1970, Paul remains at school to supervise students unable to journey home. After a few days, only one student holdover remains, a troublemaking 15-year-old named Angus, a good student whose bad behavior always threatens to get him expelled. Joining Paul and Angus is head cook Mary, an African-American woman who caters to the sons of privilege and whose own son was recently lost in Vietnam, Vietnam. These three different shipwrecked people from an unlikely Christmas family sharing comic misadventures during two very snowy weekends in New England. The real journey is how they help one another understand that they are not beholden to their past. They can choose their own futures. Yeah, pretty long. And uh, I would say that uh, this description on IMDb, with it being overly long, is pretty reminiscent of the movie and it does have elements that will pull at your heartstrings it'll get you emotionally but it also has a lot of scenes that i feel like could have been cut out that was actually one of the conversations that we had driving home from the movie was if you had to choose some scenes to cut out which ones would they be because it's a two hour 13 minute runtime, and it is a painful two hour 13 minutes in my opinion it does not go by quick. There are some scenes that are really drawn out that I don't know if they progress the story. And one of them, and don't get me wrong, I like the head cook, Mary. Great character, and you could you could feel the pain that she was going through. But at some points, I didn't get why her scenes were in the movie. I didn't feel like they really progressed the story. I With this description that I just read, it says three very different shipwrecked people, but at no point did I really feel like she was one of the main characters. She wasn't more prominent than the other two. So why would this description have three very different people if they were not going to build her character up more? And I felt like her scenes kind of felt like an after effect. And that's why I'm saying that her scenes could have been cut out to focus more on the angle that appeared more in the trailers. And I might be being, I might be being a little harsh there with that breakdown of it, but... It was just a painful watch, but it did make my top three for holiday movies, which kind of says something about the movies that didn't make the list and were more holiday ish or funny comedy ones. Number two here, and this is one that it was a surprise watch. It was Your Christmas or Mine on Amazon Prime. And I do have to throw it out at the beginning that this one does also have a sequel, that which I did watch. So this is the 2022. Uh, release that made my list. It stars Asa Butterfield and Core Kirk. If you watch Sex Education on Netflix or what was that Ender's Game that is who that uh, main character is. Let me give you the storyline here. It's Christmas Eve Eve after waving goodbye in Merylbone Station. I'm not good with Uh, British cities so hopefully I didn't butcher that too bad new lovers Haley and James can't bear to be apart for Christmas so both decide to surprise each other and unwittingly swap trains by mistake the snow begins to fall and with it they realize they are trapped with each other's family for the whole of Christmas with their love will their love survive there we go as their secrets get unwrapped it sounds cheesy and when you watch the trailer it's pretty cheesy but I thought it was it was decent it was a decent watch for the holiday season and i think you'll be okay this wasn't actually that bad it was a well-made movie for the material i gotta say it's not one that's going to be nominated or anything like that but it's watchable and it's fun and it's fun enough to sit down for whatever the runtime is i didn't put that down for it Uh, and i would also say it is rewatchable i think that's a characteristic that um, does include into these rankings. What I rewatched the holdovers, it hasn't crossed my mind. This one, your Christmas or mine, it is watchable enough that I would put it on my list for 2024. With some elements of it too, it does kind of give you that young love and learning more about your significant other. As it talks about it, they basically miss each other. They both had the same idea to go to each other's house and surprise their significant other uh, on this holiday season and uh, spend it with their families it gives you those young love vibes and you know you don't uh, know everything about their past there's a lot of those elements in it and you want to of course make this person happy and those are things that you do when you're young you're in love when you're dumb and you make these decisions that some kind sometimes cut come back to bite you in the butt and that's what happened in this one but it is worth the watch and hopefully you do put this one on your list and come back and tell me now number 1 <laughs> by process of elimination here and this is one that i don't i honestly don't know why i like this movie and it's one that uh, i think my wife mentioned i probably like it cuz it does have some sideways vibes in it and i'm not trying to make this this rankings about sideways at all but it did have a little bit, those pieces. So Feast of the Seven Fishes, it's on Netflix. And I remember actually when it was featured, it was like one of those featured movies that automatically plays when you open up Netflix. And I was like, okay, interesting. And then around the same time that it was featured on Netflix, we watched a Feast of the Seven Fishes showdown on beat Bobby Flay. If you don't want to beat Bobby Flay, uh, Bobby Flay beats everybody, but, um, it was kind of a coincidental thing. Then right after that, we're like, okay, let's make our own Feast of Seven Fishes. And we actually had a Feast of the Three Fishes. And Ron made fun of me because none of them were fish. But uh, I think that's not part of the point of it. <laughs> but um, this stars, and I'm going to butcher some of these. I already know it. Skyler uh, Gizondo. He's from Righteous Gemstones, if you remember that. Madison Eisman from Jumanji and the IMDB soil line here so December 23rd 1983 just days before Christmas, the Olivero family readies their Feast of the Seven Fish into an Italian tradition, stretching back to the old country of Italy. Amidst the preparations, Tony Olivero, a young man with dreams and a bigger heart, wonders if he'll ever find love this Christmas season or spend it alone with his loud and loving family. Great, great-grandma Noni, Grandpa Johnny, great-uncles Frankie and Carmine, his parents, his brother, and a host of friends. When Sarah, the girlfriend of his best friend, Angelo, introduces Tony to Beth, it looks like Tony's holiday experience might take a turn for the better. That is unless Noni thinks Beth isn't good enough for her great-grandson and Beth's Ivy League su- su- suitor doesn't steal her heart first. Come on side <laughs> where it's warm and smell the cooking of fresh per- permeate the air, a uh, fish permeate there we go, and let's have a visit. Interesting way to finish out that, uh, that storyline there. Now, around the same time that we watched this, we actually watched one of the worst movies. And it did, I didn't have it in my holiday worst movies because it wasn't a holiday movie, but it was Little Italy. Oh, my goodness. We honestly got duped by that one. My wife thought it was going to be leaving Amazon Prime when really it's was just going under freebie. So basically the same thing, but with ads. And in Little Italy, this other movie, there was nobody Italian in it. They had freaking Darth Vader hating Christensen playing an Italian person when there's no way I'm believing that. And I feel like in that movie, literally, literally there was like two Italian people. Yeah. Everybody was trying to act like they were Italian. Like they had the grandma or the, uh, the aunt from it's my big fat Greek writing. I don't know how I forgot that, but they have the aunt from that movie playing an Italian. And when I looked it up, she's actually, um, was she Lebanese? She was something not even close to any of them. So I thought that was pretty funny when I actually found out (laughs) her background. Now in this, getting back to the Feast of the Seven Fishes, I think it was uh, when we talk about core memories or even experiential that I, at the time, was planning on making a Feast of the Seven Fishes and we were excited about it, planning for it, then watching the movie, watching Beat Bobby Flay, all these things coming together that it just made me enjoy it. It kind of has one of those feelings. They're like, okay, yeah. And I like the aspects of it where I'm sure people listening to this know or have these types of experiences that there's that one family that, that maybe they are Italian, maybe they are Greek, maybe they are Lebanese, maybe they're maybe they're Jewish, maybe they're Chinese, whatever that might be in your in your community that they have everybody over to try their food. And I can think of three in my head from growing up. I remember when I was in middle school going over to my best friend's house and his mom basically introducing me to Jewish food uh, or even at different times going to uh, different Chinese restaurants with my friends that were Jewish because That's what they do on big holidays. And uh, it's one of those things where you go over to a different family's house and you learn about their culture, you experience it. And in this movie, they have a scene like that where there's people from the neighborhood just coming in and they're like, oh, hey, coming in. Like, you know, you have to help with the prep of it because they're making this huge feast. And it's a whole like community thing. People know who they are, people know what they're doing, and, you know, they're all helping them and they all come every year to make those types of memory. So I think those kinds of scenes in it really hit with me because I I like that. I like that vibe. I like that everybody is welcome because I'm one of those people. Everybody's always welcome in my book. So this, this movie, I hope you consider it for next holiday season at the end of this year where I know we're just kicking off January, but hopefully it makes your list because it is not the most serious movie, but it's fun and it's quick too. I think it's uh, I don't want to say it's 90 minutes, but it's a rather quick movie. It doesn't go on forever, and it's not a serious one. So add those ones onto your list. I do have, and what I'm going to wrap this episode with is movies to add to your list for next season that I didn't cover because I'd already seen them, but uh, Love Hard, Noel, and Last Christmas. Add those three, and we'll see. Uh, maybe I'll do like a bigger rankings next year, or I'll hopefully do this episode earlier than I did this year. So thank you as always for listening, tuning in and uh, taking the time to listen to me rant and vent to different movies and topics. As always, uh, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube, and I'll catch you in the next one.